Welcome back to the Dreamwave Podcast. This is your host, Max Ohochinski. This is the podcast where we talk mindset, social circle, and business. Today I wanted to talk about uh, this project I've started, the 30-day upload challenge on YouTube. It's something that uh, a lot of newbies should do in my opinion just because you start posting consistently and when you're posting consistently and especially if it's very new you get a lot of you you you're you have like this rapid growth stage and it also just gets you through that consistency at the very beginning where you're not necessarily committed to YouTube yet but when you're committed for a small amount of time, uh, regardless of your emotions, your feelings on what you want to do, it can be a good way to get yourself into the door. And then after that 30 days, once you have a better judgment on the whole, on the whole YouTube thing, like, should I be doing it? Should I not be doing it for my business or whatever reason you're doing YouTube, then, uh, then you can change your mind, you can change course of action then. So today's day seven of the YouTube challenge, um, a week through, so a fourth of the way. Um, and so far I've had, I've had a few mistakes. The first day was definitely the worst. Um, luckily I was a little excited to do it. So that got me through the first day, but the first day I was just having issues, basic issues with uploading content files. So I'm recording my videos on my phone, super easy, high quality or relatively high quality. I mean, YouTube always compresses it, but I was, you know, my phone is an iPhone and transferring like a 10 minute file or 30 minute file. I can't do that through email. I can't just like SMS or something like that because I have a Windows laptop. Uh, I found the best way for me. There might be a better way, but a way that works for me is just using the iCloud link. So I copy the iCloud link, which takes 20 minutes or so. And then from there, it takes another 10 minutes to upload that iCloud link to my computer and then transferring the file to the actual folder I want. So like the, the content is organized on an external um, solid state drive how I want it. Um, that takes like maybe two minutes. And now I've got my content all where I want it. Um, if I want external assets, like little little picture pictures for inside the video, stuff that I want to add into the vid- into the video, just to like give a visual, I just copy and paste that into. Oh wait, no, 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 that's Photoshop. I just save that image, and then from there. 
I uh, move it into the right folders I want it to like the I have like some some file that I call raw content which is just all of the assets that I use for editing videos I don't split everything up into individual projects um, I think it already does that naturally just by when you make a new project it creates a new sequence as well if you want it to and then that kind of has all of that information there I believe Rel I'm pretty new so I don't I don't know too much about Premiere Pro but having some type of content that I'm uploading is getting me a lot of knowledge on what to do in Premiere Pro so and everything is very easy to learn because there's so many tutorials online so anytime I have some type of issue or something I want to do I'm just googling how to do it and then a YouTube video pops up two minutes five minute something like that uh, and then the first couple days I was definitely doing content research I was just researching other other people in my niche and um, figuring out like what are they doing how are they making content um, so I know a lot of a lot of people in my niche are doing podcasts. Podcasts look really professional. A lot they're they're long form, which means there's not a lot of editing that needs to be done. I recently got a microphone. Haven't gotten it to work how I want it to yet. Uh, the microphone has tended to sound worse than my actual phone quality audio so I've been just deleting those even though I've got you know the microphone in some of my videos <clears throat> hello doggie I was just walking on the sidewalk there's a bunch of dogs here I live in a neighborhood and you hear cars wow this sound quality is probably be ass but Anyways, I just wanted to record this because it was really, it's really cool, the entire experience, and I've wanted to edit and make YouTube videos for a very long time, like going back to Minecraft days, like in like fourth grade, well, maybe a little bit later than that, um, fifth grade, I saw some people making YouTube content on Minecraft, and I was like, this is pretty sweet. How do I do this? And then it was just a little bit too complicated for me. And uh, definitely other other things are so much easier. Um, just like playing the video game itself is so much easier and so much more fun. Uh, social circumstances push me away from it as well. But now there's, re there's really no excuse for me not to be doing YouTube. It's so beneficial for... Um, getting my message out there and helping people with social, with their social skills and social mastery as a whole. Like, um, there's a lot of environmental things, just like placing yourself around people who are actually doing what you want to be doing. The types of people you want to be hanging out with. Uh, and like social skills th themselves are very important, but then there's this like 80-20-ness that needs to go on where you're 
you're not actually just approaching everybody you meet. Instead, they're kind of coming toward to you. And you can, you can create an environment for yourself where, where people just naturally come to, to you that are high value and the types of people you actually want to be hanging out with. Oh, another car. <laughs> uh, yeah, so the, the videos are turning out better and better, I believe, every single day as I just become... I, I'm putting a lot of attention to detail in these things and sometimes I'm running into hiccups like, I think it was yesterday or maybe it was two days ago, I created the entire edit, pretty much. It was my most beautiful edit. And then the my computer crashed, or the, the Adobe Premiere crashed, and I lost all save progress, and it just brought me back to the raw content footage right before I, I started editing, like, two hours ago. And... That was really demoralizing. <laughs> and there'll there'll be like a little clip that I put into um, this, this montage I'm doing of just like the day-by-day -day reflection. But here's like the po podcast reflection, a little bit more long form. The, the other one's going to be like little clips, two minutes long or something that I combine together from all 30 days or most of the 30 days. I, I may have not recorded on one day or not. I'm not sure. Um, but I think one of the things that's keeping me consistent is knowing, like in my mindset, like I plan or I think I plan on uploading YouTube videos far longer than just 30 days. It's just, I'm not setting myself an expectation to at the moment I'm just in order to succeed all I have to do is upload for 30 days right so if you are a YouTube you you are interested in doing a YouTube channel and 30 days sounds way too long for you I honestly would think like doing doing a seven-day challenge a seven day uploading challenge and then with like the idea of potentially doing more in the future is um, is a reasonable challenge as well because this week I've learned significant amounts of editing and like the the biggest thing is to just start so it doesn't really matter how much you're doing but uh, I just got put off for so long from editing. In actuality, it's like really easy. Like the platform looks complicated and it's maybe not as intuitive as you might think or whatever, but once you get a few keyboard shortcuts, like the cut tool, if you, it's not the cut tool, it might be. I, ju I have my cut binded to G so when I'm going through the um, 
when I'm going through the edit, I just click G and that cuts it right where I want it. And then I, if there's a section I want to remove, like I make a, make a mistake or I just want to shorten the content because there's dead space, I click G on the two spots that on the edge. So at the end of the last syllable and the beginning of the first syllable, and then I click H while that little section is um, selected and it deletes that section and moves the entire recording like together. So if you, if I don't click H, I don't really know what it's called, what, what the command is called, but um, I think it's like ripple, ripple cut or something. That might be it. Otherwise, if you don't have that type of control binded, then you're clicking delete. It removes that clip. And then you have this blank space where there's no audible or video on the timeline. And then you have to drag over the entire content. So if you just click a button, then it shortcuts the entire process. And that's ultimately what you want to be doing when you're editing is like making yourself significantly more efficient with short, with keyboard shortcuts. And then there's also like artistic qualities. So I've mainly just been doing normal, like basic easy cuts and then doing these J cuts where I put a video or I put like an image on top of the video so you can't see the video, but the audio is still playing. And then this, this just adds like some type of quality, like some type of visual. Um, so you can, you can do this. I'm planning on doing it potentially with like some B-roll. I don't really have any B-roll right now. Uh, and video seems a little bit more time consuming and more challenging to deal with than just blank images right now. So I'm I'm sticking with like the easy basics and kind of like progressing day by day. Um, I started to use like these title slides, which already have like an animation attached to them, which look pretty nice. Um, playing around with the timing so stuff isn't on the screen for too long is something I want to improve on. And... I also really want to do some type of glitchy glitchy styling on, on the text when it comes up or some type of make the titles more interesting than just like sharp blank squares. I think there's a lot of cool artistry that can be done uh, that makes it look significantly more professional and keeps the keeps people engaged more. Uh, but, but that is something that will come in time for sure. Um, I've been trying to figure out how to do those types of things. And every day I'll like look up a YouTube video or something and also figuring out the timing of like when, when I record videos best. It seems to be that just my setup itself looks way better at night. So... And it's also very easy to edit at night for me as well, just because, um, like, I, I'm under a deadline. So that school procrastination from way back 
kicks in and you know you just finish everything all on that one time um also gets like the creative creative muscles going seem to be pretty creative at night no distractions but i also can be creative in the day in the day in the morning so it really just depends photoshop doing that is super easy to do in the morning like uh I think the I think the thumbnails have been looking pretty good. Really there's not that much that you can do to a thumbnail to make it like absolute like it doesn't take too much to make a thumbnail absolutely insane in my opinion. I think there's a lot higher skill gap or no that's not really that's not it. There's there's a high mastery on the actual editing side compared to thumbnail creation which is really good so that means that my videos look professional on on the actual site of youtube and then once you go into them that's when you realize they're shit but the goal is just to be less shit and also embrace the shit while you're in it because you know if you want to succeed this is my mon- mindset is like, if you want to succeed in life, if you want to succeed at whatever it is, car, if you want to succeed at, at whatever it is you're trying to succeed at, you've got to be able to go through the shit and be able to feel like an absolute loser or feel like you know absolutely nothing. Like, I, I know so many people who just want to be, want to feel smart. And it's actually the thing that's holding them back from progressing because they are unwilling to feel like a dumbass at something new in order to get through it. It's just so painful that they don't actually get past like the first or second session or something. But if you come into something knowing that you're going to be terrible at it and then your goal is to become less terrible and just pay attention be like super curious like a baby and just pay attention to all the details and try to make make you know try to be less shit at the end of the week then you could just use consistency of just continuously one percent improvements every day and you're gonna make uh, a big difference Maybe you're not going to be a master, but you're going to have like a decent level of proficiency to the point where you you can do it. Um, also, you'd be able to hold up. Now there's a bus. <laughs> also, you would be able to identify if you're they're an employee you're hiring knows what they're doing. Um, there, there's like, because you have some level of competency, you have vocabulary, you know how, you know, certain vocabulary words that like an absolute noob wouldn't know. So your employees would be able to communicate to you. So for instance, I am building this education brand in, in a sense where I'm teaching young entrepreneurs and engineers how to socialize and how to how to build their social circles 
right? As well as, you know, connecting those people into a community, etc. So in the future, once I'm able to scale up a little bit, I am hiring employees so that certain things that I I have to do now because I don't have any other option to. Well, somebody else could do that skill significantly better than I can, right? And then I'll just push it off to them. But there's there's a lot of people who make the mistake that you can just hire employees and that's it. Like there's there's communication that needs to be done and oftentimes you need to know at the very like you need to know if your your employee is actually doing doing something effectively how much that that effort how much effort did they actually put into that like if they're a professional something that seems super complicated to you might be super simple to them so like it, it makes it easier on your side to to find a good price this is stuff that i'm thinking about and then also um yeah biggest thing is just communication and and knowing knowing what they're actually doing and what they're worth um so that's that's really all i i've got for like this this seven day review of uh building the thing it's definitely going well i'll i might check in next week if i want to but i really just wanted to come on here and tell you my my feelings on this because i know uh a lot of a lot of you guys might be interested in doing that type of thing because social media is such a great avenue to grow your personal brand and i really advocate building your personal brand especially on instagram um doing youtube doing tiktok those other things might be unnecessary for what you're trying to do however definitely on instagram having having pictures that that way you know the people you want to connect with you know their time is very valuable and they also are living all around the world so if you have a bunch of pictures showing the type of lifestyle you have showing the type of work you do potentially then it's very easy to connect and also it's way better than linkedin because pictures say a thousand words they show so much more now people say that like instagram's fake and like you know those people aren't living that type of lifestyle all the time and it's like yes that is true partially but like also everybody has like the boring stuff in their life but not not everybody has highlights so showing that you actually have highlights and that is like something that you're trying to make more regular potentially is uh very attractive to those to those types of people um so uh and then the other aspect to um Instagram I want to mention very briefly because before I end this is when you put those pictures up in in cool places or you doing cool things and it's very professional, very sleek, classy that is like a vision board for yourself. So you 
you have this perceived like identity of yourself, right? And if you've read The Power of Now, you'll realize that, well, you actually aren't you, the you you think you are. You are actually like this being. You're this observer of your body, of your thoughts, and all that stuff. So you have some human perceived notion of who you are. And then when you have this, when you make a tick, when you make an Instagram look very professional and you know, you, you went on a couple trips and you took really good pictures there. Every time you look at your Instagram, that's like an affirmation that, oh yeah, that's who I am. I actually do look that dope, right? So it, because you get that affirmation of the thing you already did, you progressively become more and more like that thing, right? So this can be the same if you, if you, um, if you smoke, if you smoke weed or if you smoke cigarettes, you should not be smoking cigarettes and probably not weed either, but that's a different debate. If you're, if you're smoking that or you see a picture of you smoking that, right? And it's on your wall all the time and maybe you stopped, right? But whenever you look at that picture, you're reminded that you are a smoker, right? And that's the type of thought that's entering your brain. And, um, yeah, so you probably don't want that, those types of things that are, that are like negative affirmations where you don't want to be going uh, because you want your, ser- your thoughts to be serving you, not hurting you. All right, that's it for this little podcast. 25 minutes. Hope you guys enjoyed this. DM me if you've got all the way here and uh, peace.